this up a little bit later. We have some scheduled programming first, actually quite a lot of it. We have, we're going to start today's session with a conversation with Pamela York, founding general partner of Capita 3 and also founder and CEO of Atlassi Ventures. Pamela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ramana. I'm really, really delighted to be here. Great. Well, tell us, uh, tell us about, about your background as, as well as about the venture firms that you are working on. Sure. Well, I, I think we have some commonality. I, I started my career with a PhD in electrical engineering. And uh, so a lot of my work very early on in my career was in what you would call deep tech and, yeah. uh, and hardware and uh, and I just very early in my career got exposed to the startup world. I worked for a company where we spun out 21 companies in a seven-year period. Um, mm. and, uh, Which yeah, company was that? It's called Sarnoff Corporation. Okay. If you remember RCA, uh, which was yes. around, the brand is still here, but obviously the company's not here anymore. But they had a corporate R&D center in Princeton, New Jersey. And in, um, in the process of GE acquiring RCA, they spun it out to become an independent company. So it was 1,000 people, $100 million annual R&D budget that had to figure out, like any startup, what's my business model and how do I be sustainable? Phenomenal, phenomenal experience for a person coming out of a PhD program. So if you could, if you could figure out how to raise money, you could do it with pretty much the environment. And uh, one of the big initiatives was incubating teams and technologies and spinning out companies. And so I was a founder and key operator in two of those companies, both that had exits. One was a blockbuster IPO, and one was a very, very long burn with down rounds and eventually got acquired. So had the good mm -hmm. fortune of seeing both sides of, of what happens in the venture capital finance startup environment. So when did you start uh, Capital 3? Which one's first, Atlassi Ventures or Capital 3? Atazi Ventures. So I, you know, I, I obviously started out as an engineer, product developer, and then a company builder. Uh, and again, most of these things I never really planned on doing. It, you sort of find yourself doing the things that you love to do, and and that's what I did. And um, uh, as a result of my entrepreneurial experiences, I started doing what you might call angel investing. Uh, just started making my own individual investments and eventually formed Atazi Ventures for a couple of purposes. One was sort of, it's my holding company for my personal investments, but also I wanted to incubate some ideas. And one of the ideas that was, was uh, really important to me was bringing awareness-based leadership development into the startup world. Because um, I've been in the corporate world, I've been in the startup world, and I had personally been doing a lot of what you would call change management training, transformational leadership development, and really came to understand the importance of the awareness that we bring to the situation, whatever we're carrying with us, whatever the situation is calling for, and, uh, and using that to reduce risk and to increase success. So. That was an idea I had in Tazi Ventures, which eventually I brought to Capita 3, which was formed in 2016. And mm -hmm. uh, with the idea of, again, I hadn't planned on doing this in my career, but just started to notice really the, uh, the issues with uh, seemingly female founders not receiving financing commensurate with the number of founders who were building companies. 
And so I wanted to step in and really understand what's happening here. Are women getting financed? What are the needs? And did a really deep dive analyzing what was happening and formulated, you know, my own picture and, and, um, and then decided two things needed to happen. One was to support women in being the leaders that could navigate an environment that didn't necessarily see them for who they were. And so built a program around that. Um, and then also, uh, raised a venture fund to invest in these companies with the idea that ultimately we can talk a lot about what's happening, but if we don't do something, nothing changes. So I, I felt those were the two things that I could do and I wanted to do to really change that game for female founders. Hmm. So that's Capita 3. That's Capita 3. Formed in 2016, we raised our venture fund in uh, our first very, very small fund. You could call it a nano fund. Uh, in uh, just over a million dollars in 2018 just to get in the marketplace and start investing. And we're <clears throat> about the time COVID-19 hit, we're, we were due to go out and start raising fund too. So we're, we're looking at that right now and understanding, understanding, you know, when and how to do that. Okay. And what kind of businesses do you invest in? So we, so we're a venture capital firm. We invest in early stage startups, uh, you know, pre-seed, seed, series A, all in health and healthcare. Uh, and we, we formed the really strong intention to invest only in women CEOs. And back when we launched Capita 3, 2015, 2016, there was a lot happening behind the scenes for women, but not so much was being talked about. So we didn't really know what the pipeline was of female founders. Since then, there's tons of people investing in women. Everybody knows that women, you know, produce good results, excellent results. And a lot of our thesis has gotten proven out since then, but back then we weren't really sure. And so a lot of the firms that were investing in women wanted to invest more broadly in female founders, which may or may not have been a women CEO. And we said, we're going to find the women CEOs because we want to make that statement. We think we'll find phenomenal companies. And so we've been able to do that. We made six investments to date, all women CEOs. And uh, we want to invest in things that help us heal and be healthy. So we want to get out in front of the disease state, and but using evidence-based methods to help us heal and be healthy. And so the, those are the kinds of things that we've been seeking and investing in. Okay. And uh, what about geography? What's uh, your reference? So we, <clears throat> we would very much like to invest in the Midwest, and we have one investment in the Midwest, uh, but we do uh, seek investments U.S.-wide and, uh, you know, really seeking the best companies wherever they are in the United States. Okay. Let's um, talk about, you said you've made six investments. Let's talk about the, you know, at least a couple or three of these investments what do they do? What, what stage did they come to you at? And what is it about these particular entrepreneurs or companies that made you want to write the checks? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I, as kind of a context for that, I've spent my entire career, you know, I've worked with hundreds of startup companies. I've seen thousands of technologies across a very diverse set of industries. And um, you know, we have a really strong appetite for things that are game-changing in the world. 
that, re that really have the capacity to change something really significant, um, and here specifically in health. So that's kind of the first filter. And we didn't, we knew we wanted to invest early stage, so anywhere from pre-revenue, you know, kind of got an idea, haven't commercialized it yet, all the way to have some revenue and I need capital to scale. So we have investments from literally pre-seed to, uh, I think we did a bridge round to a series, um, series B. But most of our investments are more seed, you know, you know, on their way to Series A. Uh, and um, we were looking for CEOs that have a vision and understand the milestones that are required at these very early stages to step towards that vision. Because early stage companies, it's just the founders, right? There's not that much there. So it's really looking for you know, what is your vision? How grounded is that in reality? Do you really understand the market, uh, the market segmentation that you can literally sell into? Do you have product market fit? And if you don't, what steps are you taking to demonstrate product market fit? What customer discovery do you have on deck? And just really looking to see on that spectrum of unknown how much work they've done to really identify here's what I've done, here's what I need to do in order to prove out this risk. So we're very happy to invest in a very high risk early stage company so long as they're demonstrating that understanding of here's the process or here are the milestones and the capital that I'll need to raise along that path. Um, so that's, that's very important to us. And then, you know, kind of the basic things, very high integrity uh, person. Um, uh, say, the best way to do this, segment, this portion of the interview is to actually talk about examples. So talk about okay. specific examples, at least two specific examples. Sure. Yes. So one company we invested in, um, Sugar Logics is the name of the company. They're a Bay Area company developing um, um, uh, what are called uh, milk sugars found in, in human breast milk. Um, and with the idea of adding that to formula, 80% of women in the United States are, are using formula to feed their babies, and formula is really associated mm -hmm. with serious health risks. Um, mm -hmm. And so they want to add the key ingredient from breast milk into those products so that uh, people can start their life in a much, much better uh, way and be healthier. The CEO... For a venture like this, what do you want to see in, by way of validation to want to be willing to write a check? For this company, we wanted to make sure that the market was really there and that she'd built a team that could address the market because it's their pre-revenue, their pre pre-commercialization. Um, she was the CTO and by circumstances became the CEO. So, you know, fresh out of PhD. Um, and so just really looking for those factors that she could build that team and move forward. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do another one. Uh, another company we invested in is called Astarte Medical. Um, this is a more, a much more mature uh, set of founders. They'd been, uh, uh, they had been uh, venture capital investors themselves. They raised their own fund. They invested in about 10 companies, saw a really phenomenal opportunity in the NICU, which is the needle, um, neonatal intensive environment for premature babies. Um, transforming the, their feeding protocols. And so these two women, uh, very experienced, understood what it takes to build companies, what's an investable, scalable startup company. So that was an easy check to write once we validated the market opportunity. And how did 
these how do these companies find you or come to you? What's the you know what is the source of your deal flow? Well, as I'm sure you've heard many times, often it's just referrals. Every company we've invested in has been a referral from someone in our network. Um, yeah. And you know, we see a thousand companies a year, so um, referrals are a key part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way the industry works. Yes. All right. Um, and and thousand companies a year. What what are the trends in your deal flow? What are you seeing? We see a really broad spectrum of companies across uh, stage. Again, we're all pretty much seed Series A. Um, we see. Uh, I'm, I'm think, talking about more the technology trends. What uh, is? I always ask for this trend. Ask this trend question to people to just get a feel for what is you know, what is happening in the pipeline? What's, you know, what, what, what is the thought process of the pipeline of entrepreneurs who are trying to raise money right now? So we were looking for, and we see companies in digital therapeutics. Um, so transitioning from pharmaceuticals to more um, to other means of healing from disease. We see, we're seeing quite a bit in genomics and the microbiome. That's a really important space to us. Um, that's a yeah. really hard. That's a hard space to invest in because it's so early. Um, uh, and food as medicine is a is a super important space to us. We mainly see what I would call he- healthy food, as opposed to evidence for this food is going to make a difference in your health. Um, mm-hmm. And then a lot in women's health, and uh, women's health as applied to cancer, as 